0: Welcome to the Amazing Data Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is our finally new episode for our data-oriented show, where we today are going to be talking about product management, how that can be included into the modern world, and um, how it can be working with the modern technologies like AI. And our guest today is Vlad. Hello, nice to see you. I insist on repeating a lot of times that I seriously consider you to be the godfather of my podcast, basically because after me appearing in one of your episodes, I I was very much infatuated with the idea of starting my own one. So I owe a lot of that to you, and I'm very
1: happy that you're here. Thank you. This <laughs> this was quite an introduction.
0: Could you please tell a couple of words to our listeners about you?
1: Sure. My name is Vlad Grubman. I am a senior product manager at IPAM. Integrated services company, they provide a lot of interesting things for other companies. kind of your IT, IT, IT's IT shop, and part of that is introducing a product mentality or product mindset or any other ways to do that? And I am one of the people who does that, introducing product mindset and introducing product management competency, not only within the EPAM, but also for our clients.
0: I really hope that I would not, you know, like trigger anything bad or just sound like a complete, like, not a nice person, let's put it this way. Um, but I have, you know, like kind of the cola Pepsi question. Once we are talking about product management, how does that differ from project management? That is that is I know I realize that is like one of the worst things I could have asked you, but I still would like to do that. So in terms of the product um, development and existence, what's the difference between those PMs?
1: Well, one of them is not a PM. <laughs> in product management, we don't like uh, abbreviation PM because that immediately brings up project management. In many st- uh, in many occasions, I divided by. Something like this. Product managers re- should be focused on the what. And project managers are should be focused on the when. In other words, uh, product managers figure out what we need to build, which is why like the what. Project managers figure out timetables, meetings, schedules, and in generally assist the team, not just product managers, but the whole team, with making sure everybody adheres to cadence, everybody adheres to the schedule, everybody adheres to the meetings. So like I said, we're good friends. We're focused on different parts of the picture, especially in large size companies. And I think it's it's a beneficial, uh, mutually beneficial relationship.
0: In terms of your responsibilities throughout the time from the very start till these days, um, would you say that your approach to, um, you know, like preparing the plan for the product has shifted to be more data oriented and data based, basically because the quantity of data around us enlarges and uh, the technologies are evolving that that is kind of something that you cannot avoid anymore or that did not really change much in, in terms of your job?
1: This is the the question I like. <laughs> it lets me say one of my favorite things about product management: that product management is as much art as it is science.
0: It sounds very poetic. I'd say
1: <laughs> I'm trying. There are a lot of data-driven decisions to be made within product management, but there's also a lot of decisions that are informed by qualitative research and qualitative knowledge. In other words, it's not something that data can express immediately, but it's uh, things you've learned, things that changed or things where you don't have enough data to make an informed decision. Another thing uh, really interesting is that data that drives the decision can be misinterpreted. I'm sure are a lot of stories when uh, relying on data alone uh, without really understanding or interpreting data correctly leads into this like pit of despair. And uh, you you don't know where it's gonna end, uh, but you definitely lose engagement and you definitely lose attraction uh, with your existing users.
0: I really like the the quote that you said very much. If that's your invention, that's that makes it even better. <laughs> that the product management is uh, more of an art than a science. So I I wonder that aside from you know like all this creative and artistic work, you still have to do the scientific kind of work.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm not okay. Let me let me. Maybe correct the perception that I'm. I'm not. I, I don't like data, uh, data-driven decisions. I do, and I prefer having data versus using my gut check or using some sort of a qualitative um, analysis or qualitative information uh, because it's it's a more, a lot more fuzzy, and it's harder to argue than uh, quantitative data. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, absolutely, has a place on Earth. It has a place under the sun. And, uh, I actually, like I said, I actually prefer having quantitative data because it's easier to work with. And, um, a lot of consumer facing companies collect those huge amounts of data and, and it really helps to make those decisions. And, um, they, um, I would say they absolutely lead to a better experience. It's it, it, those, those cases that I bring up, they're usually outliers. I, I, I am playing a bit of a devil's advocate <laughs> just, just to underline that, Hey, uh, yes, data driven decisions are good, but sometimes they're, they're so good, they're bad and they lead you in a in in bit of a wrong direction considering all the products first and foremost. A responsibility aside from generating revenue is to delight the customer, whoever that customer is. Uh, the problem is with the, within the enterprise world, a lot of times when you work with the enterprise product, you don't have that much of a data to rely on. And that's when your art part, <laughs> art, Artistic senses or, or gut, uh, product managers, gut feeling comes to play.
0: For now, I see that it's bad when we don't have much data. Uh, well, bad is kind of a strong word, but it's not helpful when we don't have much data. And it sometimes might not be helpful when we have an overwhelming amount of data. So where is just that you know, enough <laughs> uh, amount of data that would make your life as a product manager great and um, helpful in terms of your project uh, that you're having?
1: I uh, <laughs> I I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh no!
1: That's the honest answer. That's the honest answer. Um, it, m- most of the products I've worked with uh, were on the side of lacking the data. Most of the products I've worked with, probably with the exception of one, were on either either a greenfield development, so it's a brand new product. We just made a few assumptions based on what we know and ran with it. And uh, only one of them was where we had sufficiently that that happy medium. Let's let's put it this way. We had that happy medium of data where we knew the product will be successful as long as we can make it happen. So that's uh, in full transparency. I don't know what too much data looks like. (laughs) I know what not enough data looks like very well
0: okay if there's more of the situation on the liking of the data um in terms of your work have you ever had an opportunity to do this kind of consultancy and um, advisory thing that you would be actually suggesting some of the areas are currently overlooked and they are not uh, giving you all the all the information and all the data that would be totally helpful for your project
1: oh yes definitely and uh the funny part is um it's <laughs> always my responsibility to find ways to improve the situation around the product not just within the product so um suggesting that we can collect more data is 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 a part of those responsibilities whenever it's possible whenever it's not being done and of course absolutely 100% it is being suggested the problem is and and that's where we kind of looking at the dark side of uh, of of this world is that just because you're suggesting it or just because uh, you're saying, hey, how about this genius idea? Uh, let's collect this data. And uh, people look at you funny and, and turns out they've thought about it you know, years before you came on board. And guess what? There's a number of reasons why that cannot happen.
0: If you know how those processes are working uh, within various industries and within various products, I would like to a little bit challenge you on those and give you some examples to actually show me and our listeners how the product management magic <laughs> is happening in some of the probably a little bit uh, more complex and uh, technology savvy products um, in in the general. So. You know that we always play a little game with our guests at the very end. I would like you to comment how you, as the product manager, uh, can bring more value to the product, the end product within this uh, industry. How would you actually act in terms of this particular product? We're going to have one minute. Let's try to make as many as possible.
1: I don't think one minute will be enough, but okay, let's try
0: Okay. Okay. Perfect. So let's go. The first one: the 3D printing.
1: Oh, that one is easy. I actually interviewed the person for my podcast that uh, was talking about 3D printing bones for artificially grown limbs. So that helps a lot of people who have some so, some sort of damage to their bone structure. That would be one of the major breakthroughs.
0: Okay. What if we are talking about smart farming in agriculture?
1: Mm, I think good idea here would be to start with the big data, collecting data to. Plant, crops, and whatever else you need to do with the far- within the farming. And again, from the perspective of making the world a better place, it creates more output of your farming. we actually going to solve world hunger, maybe.
0: Yay! Next one will be holographic and three-dimensional entertainment.
1: Oh. Oh. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Think about all the all the countries or all the places in the world that lack that kind of entertainment. Holographic is fine. It creates this whole new experience without having to go somewhere or exposing other people to potentially you know deadly newer toxins.
0: Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. I think we have our minute. Great job. Thank you. So um, as a part of the conclusion, currently the world is a little bit worried about how the technologies are becoming more and more advanced and the machinery becomes more complicated and also advanced. So how do you envision yourself and uh, as, as a professional, I mean, in, let's say, 10 years, would you still be having your same old profession or would you be replaced by the machine or would your working routine would change somehow?
1: I hope my working routine will change somehow. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think product management role will change significantly. I think it would evolve as almost everything else. So 10 years is a pretty big time frame. I almost certainly will change. It probably will involve a lot more data because we are in the data-driven world and possibilities of collecting data are increasing daily. I think we're gonna get a lot better at interpreting that data, which is hugely important. And uh, once we get better at interpreting that data, We'll be able to build more efficient algorithms, more efficient systems, process and, and, and consume that data in the right way. So I see my life being drastically improved and I welcome that change because it will be, it will help me become more efficient and spend my, more of my time on creating interesting solutions and, and, and looking into more problems to solve versus looking at one problem and trying to collect all the data I can because that's already done.
0: Well that that sounds like a very you know like sweet and reasonable ask for so let let's actually wait for 10 years and see how's how that changing and I'm pretty sure that we're actually moving into that direction so fingers crossed everything's gonna be fine for us thank you very much for for joining in that was a great
1: talk no problem thank you for having me it's been a pleasure and uh, it's been a very interesting conversation so thank you so much bye
0: This has been another episode of Amazing Data Podcast. My name is Ksenia. Stay tuned for more awesome stories about data and have a great day.